right, all right, all right. Today is a special day. We uh, have uh, an emergency podcast meeting here between Europe and, and America. Uh, completely random. Two active guys just found a way to find a way in the middle of the night for some and late afternoon for others. So welcome to Invest in You, the podcast. So who is on the call today? Hey, Frederick, Donnie Bovine here, man. Thanks for... Uh... You know, I'm glad my team reached out and uh, we were able to connect through LinkedIn and whatnot and figure out yep. how to jump on, get this done. I think the world moves because of action takers. I didn't ask, can I cuss on your show? I don't know. Sorry, uh, one more time. Do I, can I cuss on your show? I have no idea. You can do whatever you want. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I want I'm you just to so feel, 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 feel comfortable, man. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm really stoked that, that we were able to, to figure this all out in a short amount of time, man. Yeah, no, I think the, the action takers and people who are the, the busiest are the ones who will actually get even more things done in the last minute. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I mean, I think but, that's, that's my life story. So, yeah, so one, one reason why on the call is uh, you have got a, a good team who, who chased me down. That's, mm -hmm. that's how this all started. So let's go back to the roots. We have got a, a mutual background with the Marines in different parts of the world. For sure. For Marines. sure. So, Tell me more. I like the Marines. Um, I, I went into Marine Corps uh, US uh, literally two months uh, after high school. All right. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, did four years and got out. And what I, you know, uh, I'm not a guy that does well with authority and people telling me what to do. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's one of those things that when, when you're going through boot camp and everything else and you realize these people are going to keep yelling at you for a long period of time, you really question your choices in life. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, it was, it was a good four years, man. Um, uh, still got some buddies that I talked to and carry on with, but um, you know, uh, grew up a little bit, which definitely needed to happen. Perfect. Um, Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I had the same story. I, I started almost like immediately as well after, after college and, uh, and they, they tricked me. They, they said <laughs> I was really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> good at what? No, well, the, the, the job as, as such. <laughs> no, I, I joined also the, the Marine Special Forces and, and I got, I got stuck. And to me, the, the officers were like gods uh, when I joined. So I thought like, I absolutely will not ever be an officer here because they're like way too good. But yeah, then they tricked me again by saying that actually you should probably apply. And then I got stuck for another 15 years. <laughs> oh, so you're a sucker. That's, that's yeah, what so happened no, there. I, I, did, I did a whole full career while also doing uh, consulting, sales, running businesses and investments outside. So yeah. But this show is not about me. It's more about you. But um, you are in the space of helping others, uh, sure. I believe. So how do you help uh, others? So, you know, I, my, my background, I spent 20 years after the Marine Corps as a straight commission sales guy. Yep, so yep. I've never had a salary job, you know. And um, when I launched Success champions um i was not prepared for how hard it was to actually build a business i mean it's yep. literally the toughest fucking thing i've ever done in my life and um my first year maybe second year were miserable as hell um trying to figure out what it meant to be a business owner um trying to figure out what a business 
running a business was like. And, you know, about two and a half years in or so I started figuring things out, you know, now we've got six companies that I run, but, um, you you know, now our biggest focus is helping as many people get to business freedom as possible. Um, because no, no, nobody launches a business to create a shitty job for themselves. So, um, but a lot of people just don't know what to do. I mean, I was, I was a great example of, doing all the wrong things a lot. So, um, so, so, so the wrong things, because sometimes they're even more important than, than the right things. What could be like a wrong thing starting up a business the first years and in particular in sales, messing up in sales is okay to talk about. Yeah, well. yeah, for sure. Um, my first year I was a whore. And what I mean by that is yep. I said yes to everything. Yep. You know, um, if, if you, if you had cash money of any sort, yes, I could do whatever that thing was you need yeah. it done. So we I found ourselves yeah. doing websites and graphic design. I mean, shit that we had no business doing, but you know, we needed revenue. We needed the money. Yeah, so sure. you, you just, you just hoard yourself out as much as possible. And, you know, um, even though that was a major mistake because I didn't have a business focus, Um, I think it helped us figure out a lot of things. I mean, the other thing is, you know, growing up in business, you never saw the CEOs, right? The CEOs were like the man behind the curtain, you know, the guy up in the clouds type of thing. And, and so when I started a company, I found myself in the backside of the business doing all the operational bullshit, um, versus doing the one thing that I'm good at, which is the sales side of things. So, so I often tell people, I'm like, if you're not the face of your company, you're playing the wrong game. You know, you got to get out front. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I'm not a systems guy. I'm not a process guy. So we, we, you know, my business early on had nothing repeatable. So truthfully, I created a really <laughs> shitty job. I think it had one thing repeatable. That was made that you had to do it over again. Oh, well, for sure. For sure. <laughs> you know, um, I tell people, the people that find success in running a business are the people who are too dumb to quit. You know, I should have thrown in a towel several times those first couple <laughs> fucking years, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's all part of the process. I, I can literally pinpoint back to almost every screw up we did, every bad decision, every bad, you know, uh, thing that we stumbled into or broke or whatever else is taught us something else that we applied later in the business. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll throw in another mistake as well uh, that some people can take away uh, for from the show as well. It is basically if you're sometimes even too customer oriented when you're in sales, you really like to have happy customers, like you mentioned before. Yep. Like, what, what do you want me to do? Uh, so I was running a property uh, investment company, but for different reasons, my because I was so friendly and helpful, my number was start to circulate amongst the, the happy tenants. And all of a sudden, I became almost uh, a, a super landlord to well over 100 units, which would call me for whatever <laughs> reason. Like uh, the, my girlfriend is here and she's screaming or, or yeah, the loo is broken and, and whatever and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, know. I did the same thing. Um, uh, I, I was too accessible, you know, to clients yeah. and you know, my job as CEO is to keep our brand out there, to keep the vision, keep creating, create, you know, new ventures and the likes. And I was getting caught up in these menial conversations um, with clients. 
something that that would slow down the process. So we had to put layers in between me and you know the the end users of all of our services. Yeah, yeah. Um, tr- not that I don't love talking to them, but yeah, it's a tricky transition for entrepreneurs to eventually work on the business and not in the business. Otherwise, for like sure. you, said, you want to be the face of the company, but you can't do everything. That doesn't really work if you would like to grow, that is. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I, it's a unique balance for sure. I don't believe in work-life balance. I think that's a fucking myth, but, um, (laughs) there's definitely a balance in how you communicate with your clientele and how you teach them what's okay. What's, you know, what's not okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll chip in there as well in terms of educating the customers about what they can expect from you and that also goes for the whole sales process if you don't educate them on on how you will actually sell them and how they can be involved to make this happen then the actual closing might be very hard later how would you relate to that statement yeah i get hung up on the word closing uh, and yeah. here's why <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, uh, I i don't believe in closing a sale and and uh, you know uh, Sales is nothing more than a conversation, right? It's just yep. two people just like this having a conversation. The difference between this conversation and a sales conversation, the sales conversation's got an ending, right? There needs to be closure at the end of that conversation. And I think so many people are hung up on this idea of I've got to close the deal. I've got to win the deal. I've got to do all this, that they're so attached to the fucking outcome that it kicks their ass, you yeah. know, and, yeah, and, I know and, what you mean. Yeah, right. when I was working full time with sales consulting to, yeah, from small companies to very, very large organizations, I often try to explain that if you don't like the, the prefaces and the whole uh, front loading of the whole sales experience, right, then the, the closing just like, we don't need to talk about the closing because it will like be a natural progression of of the conversation sure. and the relationship and the specific deal as such as well. Uh, I can't remember how many times I've been asked, like, can we do like a course on just closing? Like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> no we can't. <laughs> well, and I, but, but that's the mentality of a lot of companies is there that, you know, I did sales training for a number of years with an organization called Sandler training. And we'd often get that same call, yeah, I'm familiar. you know, can you teach our guys closing? And I'm like, that's not your problem. Yeah, you know, uh, um, they they don't even know how to set up a proper conversation so that the customer is excited to say yes and move forward, um, and they're so overly concerned that somebody's going to tell them no that they're scared to have a conversation. But you would also throw in there, you know, most salespeople are one person at work and a whole nother person at home, so they got this duality going on. And yeah, no, yeah, you know, yeah. people want to buy from freaking people. You know, they don't want to buy from uh, somebody who's not themselves, because I mean, at some point, if you do win that deal, you know, down the line, you're going to be at a happy hour cocktail, bump into that client and they're going to see the real version of you. And now you lose a lot of trust because it's like, you're doing this Jekyll and Hyde routine on them. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, it's, it's so, so true. I can see unfortunately too many in, in the, in the trade of salesmanship or selling things that they don't believe in. And since in my point of view, sales is a, a transmission of, of convictions and, and feelings uh, that you actually believe in what you're doing. And, and when you see the opposite, that's, I think, what gives them the bad name to 
lots of people from from car salesmen to whatever um, in in that space yeah. of of people who find uh yes the word sales uh often start uh, back in the days like what, what are all the negative aspects of sales and now we have a <laughs> whole room of sales people um and to fill a, a flip chart of bad things with sales it's just so easy and yeah. then flip over okay what are the good things with sales and that's somewhat harder and that's just sad when when you when well, you find, i mean but yeah. most people don't choose sales right true, you, know, true. you know as a kid going through school you never once looked at your teacher when they said what do you want to be when you grow up and say oh i want to be a sales guy yeah you know so most of us that got into sale got into sales because we weren't fucking good at anything else yeah you know and so we found ourselves in a sales role um, then nobody taught us how to sell. Um, we probably didn't give a shit about what we were selling. You know, we were just trying to feed our families. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Right. Yep. You know, so it's teaching people that there's more to life than a fucking paycheck, you know, yeah, and here, here. teaching people to quit selling shit that you don't give a damn about and go find something that you can really get passionate about. Yeah. And then sales gets a hell of a lot easier because you can go talk to people who have the same passion and interest as you do um, and sell shit to them. Yeah. No, we, we had another guy on the podcast in one of the absolute earliest episodes. Uh, his name is Paul Dunn. And he's changed from like super corporate to actually sell the idea of helping others. So he's, he's working full time with an aid organization that focuses on impacts to make life better for people all over the world. It can be anything from schools to whatever. And you can imagine having a, a top performer who all of a sudden now is transforming the world, one one person at, at a time, one impact as you go. He, he's on fire when he's talking about his job. Uh, you can't stop him. Uh, I love all. that, yeah. yeah. And when you, when you find people in that kind of space, man, you know, it, it, it's, it's like finding somebody who's a craftsman, you know, whether they make yes. knives, they make leather. and you put them inside a booth at a trade show, they tend to do really, really, really well and yeah. sell a lot of stuff because it's their passion. It's their baby. It's their thing. And they want to talk to people about it. Yeah. Um, and if they find themselves in the right trade show, the right place, I mean, they, they I mean, I've got a buddy that makes freaking cutting boards for a living and, you know, he's just a woodworker and yeah. these yeah. cutting boards aren't his most passionate things, but talking, about woodworking and he sells a crap I mean, he sells out every show he does simply because he loves talking about woodworking yeah exactly yeah. exactly so what one thing that you took with you when you left the marines that's been with you with you for life it could be a trade skill something to help you yeah um i get this that question a lot and it took me a while to find the answer um because i was a young punk kid right you know um but I remember on training day 17 of boot camp, um, I was laying in my rack and I really had the thought process of why the fuck do I got to go through this? I mean, they got these dudes yelling at me, you know, I've got to do all this PT crap. Why the hell did I sign up and put myself through this? I'm like, this is the most difficult thing I've ever done. And then the day I graduated boot camp and they said, you're a United States Marine. Um, most people are just excited and thrilled that they've got the title and everything else. For me, I didn't get excited. The, actually the first thought that ran through my head was, wow, that was actually pretty easy. 
Yep. And it was just such a weird thing to go through that this was the most miserable moment in my life to just a yeah. few you know, weeks later, you're like, damn, this was easy. And it's, it's the whole idea of embrace the suck, right? I mean, going through it, it sucks, but at some point you're going to get on the back end and start telling stories about it. So I think that's helped me a lot because building a businessman, there's, there's a lot of down days. There's a lot of shitty days. And sometimes those days stack up into each other and, you know, one day you're like, Oh my God, I'm crushing it. This is the best thing ever. The next day you're like, Holy shit, what the hell am I doing? You know? And I think that whole idea that these are all just stories we'll share later has really helped me out a lot. Yeah. So, so the, the story of working as uh, an entrepreneur and, and also in, in sales in particular, uh, can be an emotional roller coaster. And why do you think I might say that? Well, I mean, it is. I mean, being an entrepreneur, uh, being a salesperson is the only professions in the world where you literally get rejected every freaking day. I mean, yep. uh, nobody everybody in their shame. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, <laughs> I, I tell everybody, you know, you got to get punched in the face by life because that's the only way you figure things out. But an entrepreneur and a salesperson literally wake up every day knowing that life is going to punch the shit out of them and they smile and go, okay, cool. Let's go again. You know, and Thanks some so days well. you win, <laughs> some days you lose and you know, you just hope you stack more good days than bad days. Um, yeah, and, exactly. and the same, yeah, same yeah. also with, with, I also thinking about the emotional roller coasters very much in terms of the success in sales, for example, How, have you, achieve what you wanted and very much your, your performance is affecting your mood and, and also people around you as well, most likely. Yeah. I mean, I go back to 2008, I was selling commercial printing and, and had multi multi-million dollar book of business. And then, you know, the world economy fucking took a nosedive. Yes. And at that point, I think I was selling about $6 million worth of business and economy nosedives and I lost $5 million worth of the business in like a matter of 30, 40 days. Um, and it all went to China because China could produce it just so much cheaper than we could here in the U S yes. and, you know, living on a lifestyle of commissions of 6 million to 1 million in a very rapid amount of time. <laughs> That's your roller coaster, right? There's nothing I could have done about it, you know. So it was a great lesson for me: one, to build a better nest egg, um, but but two, to make sure my clientele is spread out over a lot more stuff. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. No, I was doing my uh, MBA, uh, and and I was contemplating like I really look forward to apply for a job at Lehman Brothers. So the time <laughs> like for Lehman Brothers, uh, they didn't even exist when I gra eventually graduated the, the same year. Uh, so yeah, ironic. But uh, it was a good time to buy <laughs> property in, in London. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Yeah, if you would have bought during that housing time, it, yeah, no, you're I making did, some did. money right now. <laughs> yeah, well, it's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Cool. So you got lots of stuff around you there in, in the room for people who can't see the video. Uh, just pick one or two artifacts and then tell me why, why they're there. It could be anything. Um, well, I've got Marine Corps sword back up there. I've got yeah. my 40 under 40 award, you know, that I won. Uh, 40 girls before 40 or? Yeah, well, that yeah. probably was a thing. Don't tell my wife. Um, no, nah, 40 under 40 um, is they pick 40 of the 
best entrepreneurs or at that time is the four 40 most innovators in, in the yeah. city. And I got selected a part of that crew. Um, so I got some gala dinner and a trophy. Getting the trophies, but I'm really poor at celebrating the wins. And often I actually have to, to teach my clients as well and customers how to celebrate success because okay you, you won and now next and before not yeah. taking every point. meeting we have we start off with what you win well done um because you're right people in general suck about celebrating the wins and what you don't understand is what you focus on you create more of so you know uh if you're winning and not celebrating you're winning it's kind of like telling the universe to fuck off yes yeah, you know, it's like somebody walks up and gives you a compliment, and you're like, nah, nah, nah. You just told that person to fuck off. Yeah. You know, so so it, it's it's the same thing when it comes to your win, man. Even a little stuff. You need to put it out there and celebrate that. So you bring more of that into your damn life. Um, and look, we all know we're living in a really shitty time, you know, with all the crap going on in the world and uh everything's going on you need to celebrate the wins more often so you can turn off the noise of all the other bullshit that's going on yeah. around the world and just celebrate in your space um and you know if more people would focus on their own stuff we'd be in a lot better place overall yeah. but everybody wants to be in everybody else's business yeah so the the, the word content creation has, has become quite popular in social media blah 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 what kind of content do you like to produce? It can be a format at all. What do you really enjoy the most? It can be, so, you know, a stage or anything. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I love content creation. You know, um, I do, I put out a massive amount of content every day and I do it all myself, excluding some video work. Um, but, you know, I've got an entire content calendar that we built out. So, Perfect. um, and I'm very active on LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok. Um, Twitter and, you know, so every day I sit down and have a Facebook group post, couple Facebook group posts, Facebook page post, write a blog article, uh, do LinkedIn post, do a LinkedIn page post, put out a TikTok video, yep. put out a tweet. And I produce almost all of that myself, but it's been part of my morning regiment. So what I have done is literally just created a routine that says on Monday for this platform, this page or this group, you put out this type of post. So, um, you know, I love the creation thing. So I love Canva. And so I just go to canva.com figure out what the hell I'm going to do, create a freaking graphic. (laughs) And you 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 come across like a, a quite creative person like myself, who's yeah, there's no, no lack of ideas to, to expand on. Uh, it's just a matter of picking which ones to to run with. Yeah. So, I mean, I have to often find a prompt for myself. So, you know, if I'm going to write an article, I'll usually write a, like one sentence, you know, like get punched in the face by life, you know, just that sentence. And then I will create a shit ton of content around that idea of getting punched in the face by life. So for a lot of people, if you're struggling with content, literally just come up with a whole bunch of just one line statements. Yep. And then each day produce content to that statement. And you'd be amazed at how much crap you can create in a very short amount of time. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. You know, but you get those overthinkers that, that are worried about every, I mean, uh, I, I suck at grammar. I'm an okay writer, not a great writer. 
um, in my graphic skill set is good enough. Right. Um, and, but a lot of people are like, well, my grammar's got to be perfect. The spelling's got to be amazing. And I just don't give a shit. That's just sad. I mean, the same guys don't produce anything. Right. Right. Because they're overthinking it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when, when you overthink that much, I just tell everybody, turn off your tinker and take the action, quit thinking, quit planning. You know, it's like people all the time come to me and they're like, I got this great business idea. I'm like, cool, <laughs> go sell it. And they're like, well, but I'm still planning on how it's going to work. And I'm like, no, 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 go sell it. No, no, exactly. If you can't sell it, you don't have a business my idea here. I can't tell you. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm working a lot with investments and also investment into companies and helping early stage companies to get the things in order. And, and too many people think that the idea is valuable. It's actually the execution of the idea. So I get in the right team in place. And, and then yeah, as I say, a team is huge in that. Yeah. So it's the, the, the best ideas that people have and, and are too sec- secretive about that usually turns into, yeah, nothing. <laughs> I mean, what do they say? Like five people around the world have the, the same idea at the same time Two execute one wins, yep. you know, um, is usually how it goes. And, you know, for, action is almost always the answer. Yeah. So if, if you're stuck and you don't know what to do, do something, take an action. Like I was talking to a young lady today in one of our groups and uh, she's like, yeah, I'm just kind of done with this whole online space and I need to do something. And she's talking about starting gym. She's like, so I'm talking to all these people. I'm like, quit talking to people and go in a gym. I said, I want you to go get a commercial real estate guy, go visit five spaces, yep. freaking go play secret shopper in a bunch of gyms. I'm like, go get into that world and watch everything start clicking. You can think all you want, sit back and theorize and strategize, but until you get into the thick of it, you don't want, I mean, it's like your MBA. No, I mean, with you completely. You know, like the people that I'm doing a business plan that no yeah. one read. Yeah, the, the, I, my company doesn't even have a business plan. I don't see the yeah. point in them because it's just something going to break. But it's like all these kids that get these MBA programs and they come out and they're like, I should have a badass job than an MBA. I'm like, all you told me is you overprayed for education you could have got by going out and yeah. fucking starting your own company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, or just watch things on, on YouTube. Uh, the right <laughs> stuff would be even better than some of the lectures. Yeah, dude. I tell everybody, I've got a master's degree in Google and YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and well, guess what? It didn't course. cost me but anything but a damn internet access. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, no, nowadays we barely need to have a brain sometimes. Well, for sure. It's um, and give it for too long. If Elon Musk gets his way, you won't even need that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, um, when when you're not working too much, what's um, making you happy? Oh man, I run a full working farm, so uh, we have goats, chickens, geese, ducks, turkeys. So um, it's a blast. It's a sanctuary, man. I'm I'm completely away. I mean, you can't get back to my farm without me knowing you're coming from miles away. You know, <laughs> uh, we have no neighbors. It's it's awesome. So we can do all the craziness we do with all the companies. And, you know, I, I literally go walk the farm middle of the day quite often, take the puppies out and let them go run with me and do, but, but get away from it all. Um, and the other thing we do a lot is the rent fairs. So Renaissance fairs and those type of things are a blast. So that's what a lot of the memorabilia and shit is from. Yeah. yeah but, 
Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Now I, I I also got like two two different lives. One is in London, which is like work, 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 and uh, in Sweden I've got my family, so that's where I work on my wife's to do list instead. And also here in Sweden I got the nature just outside. It's right. Very and then with these crazy times we've got now recording this in COVID times. Uh, second lockdown in London, first one, I just jumped into a car and drove to Sweden. And the second time uh, they locked down, which was more than a year ago, I jumped into the car. And guess what? I haven't been back to my flat since. So Wow, that's crazy. A year. Yeah, I had some other guy to pick up the mail, basically. I haven't been. Yeah, I'm in Texas. I so missed it, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I'm in Texas, so we haven't seen the craziness that the rest of the world has. Yeah, missed you know, Stay in the um, for me. <laughs> You know, it's, I, I could, you know, when the pandemic first hit, having a farm was awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because we weren't just cooped in. I mean, we had the farm to go walk around, you know, I built a house on the property for my mother-in-law. So, you know, she was here, we'd go talk to her, but as it, the pandemic kept going on, you know, uh, I'm just glad we were in Texas, yeah. you know, cause we, we kind of decided as collectively that we need to get back to work. I mean, it's, it's yeah, a no, shitty it's like, disease. Yeah, no, we we have had a, a few guests from from the west coast, and more more than a handful of them have moved over to you. Yes, yeah, between <laughs> Texas and Florida. Yeah, yeah, between Texas and Florida, they're they're coming, man. Um, yeah. But and there's bumper stickers in Texas now that say "Don't California my Texas." But yeah. um, you know, but at the end of the day, it's. Do what's right by you. And I think that goes for your business as well. I mean, work within the laws, but do what's right for your business, you know. Um, and and you know, we all get one shot on this damn rock. You might as well enjoy it under your rules and and do it the best as possible. Um, and don't let anybody influence you, scare you, or tell you what you should and shouldn't do with your own damn life. Yeah, yeah. I think in my next life I'll probably live in America for a whole, a whole <laughs> lot of reasons. Not only that I can have as many guns as I want. Right, dude. Uh, <laughs> come on to Texas, trust me. Um, uh, but you know, I have a lot of friends that were over that are still over in the UK, and a lot of them lost their businesses because yeah, of yeah. lockdowns. I mean, um, it, it's it's crazy that something like this could impact so many people's lives and not only did they lose their business they can't go get a job because they're locked to their freaking house so yes um i know so evictions are happening and then they can't pay their landlords and landlords are pissed because they can't evict i mean it, it's yeah it's no exactly it's, it's just a insanity. Lo lovely um, melting pot for sure no yeah i can't help but still wonder what are all the governments doing it's like look at the birdie over here while we do this so uh, that's always been my biggest fear is, is yeah, no, they, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they're very much copying each other. Sometimes someone's doing something to, to fight the, the code, for example, and another country is following and the third follows them. And in the end, no one knows why the first company and country did it first. Yeah, dude, Zig Ziglar's got uh, one of the greatest stories about this. So Zig... Um, his wife every year would cut both ends of her ham off before yeah, 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 she cooked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, and, Tell the story for people who haven't yeah, heard. Yeah, yeah. And, and so uh one day Zig asked his wife, he's like, Why do you cut the both ends off the ham? She's like, Well, mom always did it. 
He goes, well, let's go ask mom. So they call her mom up and say, why do you cut the ends off the ham? And she goes, I don't know. My mom always does it. So they call great grandma up and go, great grandma, <laughs> why do you cut the ends off the ham? She goes, well, my pan was too short and the hams wouldn't fit. So for three generations, they're cutting the ends off the freaking hams before they cut it all because great grandma had a pan that the hams wouldn't fit in. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, uh, I think, I think that's so, so true what you say, you know, I think many people can implement and see how that fits into their life and what they've been up to as well, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. so one, one good habit from your life. Uh, regiments. So having a farm is 100% taught me that to run a full working farm and all the companies that you have to have regiments. So there's a morning routine. You know, there's a lunchtime routine. There's an evening routine. Cause it's about an hour to get the farm woke up about an hour to put the farm to bed. Yep. And you know, you can't do all the things you need to do because you're going to get animals injured. You know, you're going to have a fence fall down, all kinds of things that happen while running a farm. So you gotta have regiments. So everything has its proper place in time and try and work inside those regiments. And that applies to your, your sales side of things. Like, you know, you've got to have a business development regiment every freaking day for your business. Um, you've got to have, uh, you know, things that cannot fail that you have to do or must do's in your business. And um, if you don't have regiments, like if your calendar doesn't look like a rainbow threw up all yep. over it, you're yep. doing it wrong. Cause like every activity in my calendar is color coded. So I know what type of activity it is, whether it's a podcast guesting sales appointment, or if it's an operational meeting, whatever else. So I can look at my can my day and know exactly what's fixing to happen that day. So, and it just allows you to have so much more control over your life. Yeah, and another thing that your thought um, leads to another, and uh, one idea that I took away from from another mentor was to have almost like certain days for certain parts of the business. Otherwise, there's usually at least one one element that's forgotten. It might be, for example, the the strategic thinking, or it might be the operations, might be something else. Mm. But you actually you, you talk about different energies for different days, but not. Let's not go there, but just think about which part of your business is forgotten for whatever reason, probably because you don't like it. And yeah, for sure. It might be the accounting side of things, according to my experience. Quite often, yeah. it's uh, left too, too late. No, I, I like that. I mean, for us, like every Monday is an operational day for us because, you know, with six companies, you know, we're meeting with different teams coming in and having different conversations at different times. But we have to segment those meetings out so it's not just one conversation flowing into the next business, you know? So, you know, you have different people that run different divisions and, and whatnot. So we has separate different meetings, different times, different days um, for that thing, but we'll have dedicated meetings just for that business. And that's helped us keep a lot of sanity because you can readily switch one hat off and put the next hat on for whatever business you're working yeah. on at that point. Absolutely. And then there's only two of us that go between all the businesses um, and then everybody else just focuses in those lanes. So that, that helps a lot. Yeah. I mean, we, we've been covering quite a lot of, of ground about the various things. We probably can keep, keep going on for hours here. When, when I say uh, the statement, which is the podcast name, invest in you, what does it mean to yourself? Well, first of all, if you're not investing in you, you're, you're never going to make it in life. But, you know, I, I think the greatest lesson I ever learned was 
running a business taught me who I was and what I'm made of. And I think that's the biggest investment I've ever made in my life. You know, I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years in different various things, but launching this company and almost losing everything and, and whatnot was the best investment I ever made. Most riskiest investment I ever made, but God has paid off in spades. So I, I think you literally have to find unique ways to invest in your strengths screw your weaknesses, hire for your weaknesses, bring somebody else in to do the things you suck at. Unless you, so one caveat, if your business is under a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars a year, freaking you can't pass your sales off. Those are, that's belongs to you. You get your business over a quarter of a million, half a million, and then you can start passing your sales off to somebody else. Um, but, but outsource your weaknesses, invest in your strengths, and, and build a business or company, something you, you would enjoy and something you want to show up to every day. Yeah. Yeah. And the other, other question, which we also got very different responses to is what has been your favorite office so far? Uh, uh, office can mean anything to yourself as well. So think, think open. Um, I mean, if, if we're talking about a physical location where I'm at right now, I'm literally set up in my farm in a third room of, of, of the farm that's completely set up as a permanent podcast studio. So that's been office. Uh, if you're also talking about physical office, when I first launched the company, I officed out of my parents' bedroom um, on their farm. That's where, because I didn't have internet out here in the farm. It yep. cost me tens of thousands of dollars to get internet out here on my farm. So I was out of their farm for the longest time. So that was really cool. I finished up every day, you know, sitting on the front porch with mom and dad having a cocktail. So, you know, mom made me breakfast every morning. I mean, what CEO is their mom make them breakfast and they finish a day with a cocktail of dad, cool. you know, so, so that was a, that was a pretty cool endeavor. Um, you know, um, yeah, those are, I mean, when you think about all those, those are the two biggest thing that pops in mind. Yeah. So I, I didn't give you the chance probably to introduce yourself, but we won't go there. But what is really your core business? How do you help the most? And, and, and what, what would that be for people? So the, the later. Sure. So uh, the biggest business we're running is called Success Champions Networking, and we change how the world networks. Um, some people call us a competitor of like a BNI. Um, and we're not over in the UK yet, London, all that area yet. Um, we're working on it. Um, we're getting ready to move into Canada as our next venture, but we run over 50 chapters now in the U S with that. And it's, it's amazing. We have business masterminds. Um, we have speaker masterminds where we teach people how to get on stage and get paid for that for a living. We have the badass business summit, what happens in september so we have yep. speakers come in from all over i mean um you know we have a podcast production company you know and we have a magazine production company so uh, a little bit of everything but uh it keeps us on our toes and it keeps us busy and um you know we're, we're having a lot of fun doing it and and try to pull the, like the the thread through all of those if you have to pick one or two uh, uh, helping people scale and grow their business so okay. everything that everything works. we're focused on is helping people <laughs> get the business freedom yeah <laughs> you know um yeah because all the things you need to do in this day and age to build a business we've built a business for it so you know if you're a business owner and you're trying to get exposure be the face of the company you need to get on stages you need to be networking you know so yep. all the companies are, are centered around helping you get the business freedom Yeah, no, I can absolutely relate to that. I've been in the same space in, in multiple countries as well. Uh, and I have been doing training in the US and the culture are, are similar, but very different. But the endeavor 
for freedom is universal. Yep. Uh, and and also, like the, the whole aspect of money or, or teams or property or businesses, it's it drills down to offer like time freedom, freedom of yep. choice. And the money sometimes can give you the freedom of choice to do what you want to with time, as, as you have figured out yourself. Agreed. Uh, agreed. I mean, that, that's, you know, I, and I think most people, they jumped into business because they didn't want to stay at this traditional crappy job, you know, crappy life, you know, living just okay. Yes. But when they launch a business, they don't know how to get to freedom. So, so that's where we like to come into play. Flip flipping the mic, uh, questions about anything my way, anything at all. Um, you know, uh, why podcasting, you know, I know why I did it, but I'm always fascinated. Why, why, why this, why the show? Yeah. I started with a purpose to get my two teenagers more aware. So they've been on board pretty much 70% of all well over 100, 120 plus episodes. So I had one or two of them with me the whole time. So they met fantastic people like yourself, uh, millionaires, entrepreneurs, authors, even billionaires uh, in this format of casual conversation. So the hard, honest truth is I wanted to help them and in the process helping lots of others. And and, and I also was like, yes, the facilitate between the guests, my co-hosts uh, and, and the world. And I really found that very enjoyable. But now when I'm, because of their school takes up too much time and they they were allowed to shoot their priorities, the priorities this down, which means now I'm flying more solo. And of course, it's more, so much easier to have a conversation uh, with yourself. But uh, questions from even young teenagers who are now old teenagers have been really cool and very unexpected by maybe a, a center millionaire sitting there and, and they got a punching under the belt question from a teenager <laughs> about something very interesting and, and of course, uh, and, and I'm sure I will have them on board many more podcasts as well later, but yeah, that was why I started. And, and like yourself, I love to help others and to work not only one-to-one, -one, but help others uh, of course, increase your brand. And yeah, there's so many good positive things, but I haven't bothered or or taken care of monetizing all the content, all the great people I've had on board at all yet. But I'm probably going to do a lot more of that. I've just done from like positioning, branding. So yeah, I will most likely just turn turn on the on nice. the tap as well, which I've done in other aspects of, of all my businesses. Oh, uh, podcasting is the greatest networking tool in the world, man. Yeah, uh, met so many amazing people because of it that I wouldn't have met otherwise. So, yeah. absolutely. So, people who who would like to know more about yourself, uh, how can people have benefits of of listening and tuning into you elsewhere? How, where can they find? Um, so, the easiest way to get to all of our stuff is that if they, if they text, and if it's overseas, you got to use the plus one. But text the word success to eight one seven three one eight sixty thirty. You we'll send you all my social links. We'll send you a free book and a whole bunch of other stuff with that. Um, so they got to text the word success to eight, one, seven, three, one, eight, 60, 30. If it's international, do the plus one, um, and go listen to the growth mode podcast, um, growth mode podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, um, where it's a top 200 show. And I think six countries now, um, and continues to grow. So, um, but yeah, if you just send that word success, we'll send you the links to all the stuff. 
free books, all kinds of things. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So we, we like good uh, free extra resources, but just because it's free, it doesn't mean that it's not worth anything. It just means that uh, uh, he's generous with sharing uh, <laughs> many years of hard work and experience into tools that you can apply and use today. So yeah, check that sure. out. For cool. Sure. So I'd like to say very much thank you from Europe and uh, thanks for joining us on the show. It's been a- absolutely, man. Great conversation. Keep it up. And uh, guys, if you got any value out of this episode, one tip or trick, do him a favor and share this out with somebody else because having my own podcast, it's the greatest tool when somebody says, Hey, so and so told me that I should listen to your show. And I just got done listening to this episode, man. It's a yeah. cool thing to hear. So share this out for him. Help him out. Help him get some more people listening to his show. It'd be awesome. Awesome. Thanks a lot.